If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Welcome to Mind Pump. This is the fitness comedy show that everybody's listening to. Who the hell is funny? I don't know, but everybody's listening. To Listen, it. I fucking thought of I I literally you're thought not, about that not, intro. I was funny. I was preparing it, and then you just ruined it again. Well, you're not, you're not funny. Every, I'm every not, sing, it doesn't every matter. single time. I'm, you're not that something. Funny. Who's the funny one here? I Something's don't know. funny. Doug. Uh, Doug's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Doug's the funny guy. He's hilarious. Yeah. Doug, you're you're the funny one. Welcome to Mind Pump, the funny Doug show. All right, so we're gonna answer some questions today. Uh, we went on our Instagram page at Mind Pump. And uh, we're going to go through the list. Uh, we'll start with the first one. How do you guys feel about that? Let's go with the first one here. Yeah, yeah whatever. Let's, roll with, let's roll with it. So that. this was asked uh, by one of our followers, SF Girl Bo- Bariqua, uh, or Bariqua. Oh, Bariqua. I know who that Bariqua. is. That's yeah. uh, Sandra. I know who you know, I know who you know who that yeah. is, but let's not call her out too much. So her, que- <laughs> <laughs> so her question is... Anonymous. Her question is, do you guys have any opinions on so-called natural health remedies? Oh, that's all you, bro. So natural health remedies. I, a, she, mm, she's good. probably referring to like alternative type medicine, alternative health medicine, uh, herbs, stuff like that. Yeah, and it probably... I think she... Did she go on? Did she... She talked she, about blackstrap yeah, ma- yeah. molasses. Molasses and also liquid am, B vitamins. And this is not my world. I've just never been... Uh, and my girl is big into doing all... You know, when I get sick, she comes out with like all this. I'm taking mushroom shit, and I'm doing all kinds of. You're taking you shrooms know, when you get like sick. remedies, like yeah, coming all, up with a all bunch these, of yeah, all these crazy remedies, ailments of every kind. Yeah, and um, eating, you know, ground up yak bones and. <laughs> yeah, and I and I agree. I I, I think that uh, alternative medicine is is always the the better route if you can go that route. Well, I'll I'll tell you what. Uh, well, I mean, doesn't doesn't modern medicine have its roots out of well, here's the thing. Alternative medicine to some degree. It I absolutely mean, it, all medicine was alternative medicine right. if you go back far enough, but western medicine is superior in treating acute conditions. Hmm. Okay? You get you get a gunshot wound, you break your leg, you get an infection, uh, something acute happens. You don't you want to go to your uh, you know, western medicine doctor to take antibiotics, to get your medicine to control, you know, the emergency situations. Right. Alternative medicine, now not all of it's the same. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of bullshit out there, even in the natural world. Don't forget that's an industry just like any other industry. Mm. But the when it comes to alternative medicine for preventative care, for long-term health, it's uh, it, it can be pretty amazing. And here's one of the things that I like to, to tell people about when it comes to things like herbs and plants, when you're using those instead of medicines. Plants tend to have their own natural safety mechanisms built in. So let me explain. It's much easier to overdose on uh, caffeine powder than it is on eating uh, coffee beans, right? Coffee beans contain caffeine in them also. Yeah, you'd have but to eat a shit ton of them. You'd have to eat a shit ton of them. But if I gave you pure caffeine powder, one tablespoon would send you to the hospital. That's a really good point. That's a very mm-hmm. good That's mm-hmm. with almost probably anything you could think of. Almost anything. So you look at aspirin. Yeah, aspirin. Aspirin was, was taken from white willow bark. You know, you could eat bark off a white willow tree and you're going to get some aspirin, but it's going to be hard to overdose on it. Yeah, they eat like the whole tree probably. Right. right. Whereas as- a whole bottle of aspirin. Right. Whereas aspirin is harmful to your liver and your kidneys and everything else yeah, that's processing you, it. It's just they, they extract one active ingredient that mm-hmm. they find that modern science has found to have the most impact measurable results mm-hmm. and they concentrate 
appreciate the shit out of it, and that's West, that's Western medicine. Yes, yeah, concentrated. Yeah, thank you. And one thing I love about alternative medicine is it does tend to look at the body as a whole. Right. So when you go to an uh, alternative medicine doctor, they'll ask you questions that your Western medicine doctor won't ask you. Yeah. Uh, how's your sleep? Right. How are you eating? You know, uh, what does your exercise look like? You know, those that reminds of me of. Um, you know, have you heard of functional medicine? No. Okay, so functional medicine is is basically along those lines of alternative medicine, where it's an emerging uh, practice. And um, one of the guys, Doctor Mark Hyman, I believe his name is, which is an unfortunate name for him, but <laughs> um, either way, he's he's a sort of revolutionary and pioneering in this the this sort of uh, medical field where they basically look. Um, at the environment, so they look. They look at more causation as far as like the actual illness. Mm. So they, they they trace back to whether it has to be you know it's it's some sort of toxicity, whether it's you know some sort of thing that uh, you know it, it's nutrition, um, it's other things that are affecting your body right. um, outside of you know the actual. Um, condition that you're, mm-hmm. you're experiencing. Well, in a lot of a lot of situations with Western medicine, for example, autoimmune diseases, uh, they Western medicine treats the symptoms. So if you go in uh, and you have an autoimmune disease, let's say you have uh, I don't know Crohn's, for example, they want to treat the symptoms, which is massive inflammation. So they'll give you steroids, they'll give you certain drugs to depress the immune system, but they don't know how to treat this. What's the cause? What's the right. what's the root cause of it? What's the root cause? Which which exactly. which sometimes the root cause is not one thing. It's like this whole combination of things. And so I think yeah, they almost have to mind map it. Yeah, right. So yep. they, they 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 plant like where do you live? You know what what. What are the toxicities, you know, locally mm-hmm. and, um, you know, what, what are you eating? Um, you know, how your body's responding to that. All these different factors, they all play into the illness. And, and there is some science behind this stuff. Actually, Germany uh, has a Commission E, which is a state funded part of their healthcare program that specifically studies herbs um, to see what their effects are. So if you're looking for studies to support using herbs, you can look at the Commission E study. So they're the ones that said things like, uh, you know, like St. John's wort helps with mm-hmm. low levels of depression or salt palmetto can help with benign prostate enlargement. Um, you know, they, ginseng and, and yeah, stuff like that. All that stuff, right? So they do they do a good job with that. And, and I have some experience with it. I've had things like acupuncture and I've had good experience. The only thing is the way they explain it I'm a science guy. I'm a, you know, and when they explain things like your your Chinese energy and you know chi and yeah, this and that, the chakras my, or auras or my my, my brain just goes yeah. off. <laughs> like, uh. Now I'm not saying it doesn't work because I've experienced it. And and look, your, even your American health insurance will cover acupuncture for certain cases because in certain cases it's been proven to work. However, the the Chinese concepts and terms that they use. Don't, doesn't jive with uh, modern science. Well, it's crazy because, I mean, personally, too, I know some clients that have benefited from acupuncture, and, and just the overall concept of it is fascinating to me. I never have, I haven't done it personally, so I can't really speak firsthand from it, but mm-hmm. I know that it's just an interesting thing when you start to, to find these sort of different, you know, sort of points along your body, whether the trigger points or whatever they mm-hmm. call them, um, and then they, they sort of cross wire. Uh, the firing, yeah, right. Well, is we, that the concept? Like, it is. Well, you know, you, you know about referred pain, right? So if you uh-huh. have pain in one part of your body, it could mean that your kidneys are bad, or and this is this that's is, what's so trippy. They'll it'll they'll associate it up in your neck somewhere down to like your ankle, right? But even modern medicine has proven that. Like you uh-huh. get like what happened. Like we all know with a heart attack, your left arm will mm-hmm. hurt or your upper back will hurt. Uh, they know that certain parts of you know if you have certain pain somewhere, it could mean that your kidneys are bad. So it's not necessarily over the area 
of the of the the problem. And so that referred pain, I think it's connected. I think the acupuncture works along those same lines. Mm-hmm. So alternative medicine, I like it. Um, I support it. I just wish there was more science that go that went into it. Unfortunately, there's not much funding because you can't patent plants. Well, they so. don't like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, come you, on. modern medicine is isn't gonna you know agree there's, there's, well. With, there's no funding. Yeah. That's basically it. But I but I like it. Well, I so. think I think at the end of the day, one thing that we can all agree on is that if if you have the opportunity to go that route and you can handle going there, always go that route. You know, it's. It, there, there isn't a need. You don't have to use uh, modern medicine for for yeah. really anything. So if you have the ability to to do that and you can see some sort of mm-hmm. uh, benefits from it, then absolutely go for that. I mean, quite frankly, for me, when uh, you know, like for example, I just I know some people are this way, but like when I went through my whole surgery with my ACL, so I mean, I used uh, I used Viking, I used hydrocodone, I used that, and I know it's not good for my system. It's terrible, but. You know, uh, unfortunately, um, mushrooms didn't freaking get me. <laughs> <laughs> you're not talking about, yeah, when you say mushrooms, you're not you're talking, talking about, about psychoactive. Yeah. Talking you didn't about, do like psilocybin, no, like shrooms, no, no, and start, no, you know, no, no. talk I, to the pink elephant, yeah. made you feel better. So, I, I mean, like I said, I mean, at, at that point, well, that uh, might have helped. Uh, yeah. Anytime you can use something uh, El Natural, always go that route for sure. And I think we talk in some other episodes. Most some times. Other yeah, most times. And, and you know, I'll, 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 give you, I'll give you a good example. We were raised when you had a cough, our moms would give us honey. Right, remember have a little honey and some tea. Yeah. I was yeah. raised that you know you you had to be cupped after you cough. <laughs> turn you mean turn your head and cough? Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh man, we're gonna turn damn some, that that joke offline. I'll tell you a good story about <laughs> yeah. that. Remind me of that. So so uh, so now what they find is when you eat honey, it actually affects a certain part of the brain that gives you that cough reflex, and so it is effective. So they were right the whole time. So science supports it now. All right. All right. So you guys want to go into another question here? You want to go down the list? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, why don't you Why don't you take the next one here, bro? Well, so I just I just did uh, I just did that one there, and so, then I don't know if you want to go into that or if you want to. What go is to this? Uh, what is this from Trevor? Trevor, what are your thoughts on the carb backloading uh, protocol by Kiefer? Big fan of of his and also your show. Thanks for Northern. You know who this is? You know who Kiefer is? No. He's a uh, bulletproof radio. Oh. Okay. That's what I was trying to show Justin. That's how I was totally He's distracted. The number one podcast. He is fitness. We're coming after we're you, bro. Headhunting. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Here we come. We're gonna. Pass but he's got him. a lot of really qualified and great. You know, I love the guy. He's smart as people shit. on his show. I mean, he's he's got a lot of. Imagine awesome how good he would be if show. he was entertaining. <laughs> on top of it, no, I'm serious. He's a fucking smart. We're the opposite way. Yeah, I we, know. Don't, we know. See, we see, know a little listeners, bit. if you want to go that route and you just want to get something that's like very like on point, scientific, all the way through and like dry. Well, like, well let me before we get to before we suck him off completely. Something like that. Before, before <laughs> I mean, this. I'm let me interrupt is your plenty, hand job real quick. Plenty of let me interrupt. Just let me interrupt your hand job real quick. I'm not hand job. I'm saying <laughs> there's other podcasts out there that'll do a great job at. Educating you like exclusively because I just happen to be fishing around his w- page just now just to see you know because yeah. I I have actually not uh, read his uh, backloading carb theory so I uh, Trevor is that who asked Trevor yeah okay so Trevor I can't uh, yet uh, speak in total detail of his but his protocol uh, although I have done uh, carb backloading front loading cycling you name it uh, I've done it as far as uh, dieting goes. Um, and I'm a huge fan of it. Um, but one thing that you'll you'll learn from me or you'll hear from me is uh, I am not a fan of, of any one way of right. always eating. So We're all biochemically diverse. Yes. So I, I like to do all these different things to, to one, not only see what works well for you, but what, what works well for you that you can consistently maintain and is realistic for your lifestyle. 
And, uh, you know, if backloading works well for you, then that that's great. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, if you eat 300 grams of carbohydrates, uh, 300 grams of carbohydrates uh, spread out evenly all day or over one or two meals like Sal does um, is all really the same thing. Mm. Um, your body needs it. It's going to utilize it. Now, where most uh, articles, which I'm guessing without reading his, so I don't want to attack his without reading it. I will first. But uh, when they when they preach to one way of dieting or like, oh, this is the new answer because of the new revolutionary science that just came out on this. Well, that's a crock of shit. I mean, this the science is on, on how our body utilizes and burned fats. It's been around for a really long time. And it's not it's not like this is new science. All there is benefits for you backloading something. If you're backloading or front loading, that means there and this goes to like Sal's uh, way of eating is you're creating these long periods of time where you're not eating carbohydrates. You're not fueling the body. Uh, with any of its glucose, your glycogen levels are completely depleted. And then what it does is it fat forces your body to utilize fat as its primary source of fuel. So that is a benefit of doing that. And then when you get your, so you're backloading, meaning that you're going to eat all your carbohydrates post-workout. So you get a hard workout in and the theory behind going into a workout uh, depleted or not is you get the spike of growth hormones. You get this surge of energy that you wouldn't think you would get because you're depleted. And some people that are big fasters uh, like this. So if you're an intermittent fasting person. Uh, they, they will attest yeah. to the same benefits also of getting this surge of energy, even though they're depleted on fuel. So you get that from it. And then your body, you just you just hit all these. You put it through the stressing of working out. It is just waiting to absorb and take in all these nutrients. And so then you backload. So this is where you start. Now you're allowed to eat all these carbohydrates that your body has been dying to get. So it's like you get the benefits of fat burning before because of all the time that you're going without eating the carbohydrates. And then you get the spike of uh, growth hormone production and energy that most people feel from their workouts. And then on top of that, now you're going to get this this huge load afterwards that your body is going to utilize for good use. So excellent. Excellent answer, my friend. All right. So another question. This was actually pretty, pretty uh, a great question for me. Shit. I just lost it. Okay. Uh, the question is, um, someone was asking, let's see, we talked about that. Dun, dun, dun. There was, there was one about muscle memory. I'm yes. trying to find the guy. It Johnny. It's in the very bottom. Uh, uh, what's his name? Johnny. There he is. No, well, no, it's not. It's Philip, Philip, Philip oh, Jason. Jason. So, so Philip Jason says, Muscle memory. What is it? How long does it last? What's uh, good, good muscle question. reaction oh, when yeah. resuming workouts? Yeah, so first like of all, let's, let's explain what we what what in muscle building what we refer to as muscle memory. So does sports, muscle memory mean like it my it remembers stories? It remembers. <laughs> what, is it, what, is, what does that mean? If it's like, mu- it's if like an elephant, bro. If your muscles can tell stories, man. <laughs> t- tell tell me what exactly that t- means. You're, is, you're on the is, shrooms we were talking about earlier. What, what is muscle memory? So like? in sports, muscle memory means you're you have a, a particular movement memorized where you don't have to think about it, like you're swinging a, a bat or a golf club. In muscle building, muscle memory refers to when you stop working out and you lose muscle and then you work out again and you gain it back. However, the second time around, it comes back much faster than it did the first time. And so if any of you have ever taken a break from your workouts, you've probably experienced that where you lost muscle, came back, and it just came back so much faster than the right. first time around. No. And so there is there is some theories. There are some theories behind this. And it's a real phenomenon. We've all experienced it. So it really does fucking happen. I've, I've done that where it, it took me forever to gain 10 pounds of muscle i got sick or injured lost it went working out again boom it comes back like you know and one third the time it took the first time so and i know you guys have experienced the same thing before oh yeah so so there is some theories behind it one theory or one part of it is the neuromuscular connections Mm -hmm. that the brain and the central nervous system make to control those pathways that your brain has created for these these muscles to be stronger and to fire harder 
take much longer to go away or those pathways never really go away. Mm -hmm. um, and I so, think that's the case. Yeah, and so when you go back to working out, you don't have to go through all that central nervous system adaptation like you mm -hmm. did the first time. You just have to get the muscles to, to, to catch up. There's, there's something else though. There's some other cool science. So muscle fibers have satellite cells. Now without getting too technical, satellite cells, one of the things that satellite cells control is muscle growth. Mm -hmm. And as muscles grow, you increase the number of satellite cells within muscles because there's more control centers to help these muscles grow. When the muscles atrophy or shrink, satellite cells don't go away. Hmm. So when you go lift weights again, you've got all these satellite cells that you built the first time and they contribute to the accelerated muscle growth second time around. So that's another piece that they're kind of okay. looking at. Um, but other than that, we really don't quite know that what's going on. Um, what the real reason might be, be behind it. We have some strong theories, but that's pretty much it. However, it is a real phenomenon. Anyone who's ever taken time off and worked out knows you just get back so much faster the second time around. Which I think the takeaway from that is that's where you just don't let yourself get discouraged. I think that's really common is somebody starts working out and they get sick or, you know, things happen and they fall off. And then a lot of people just throw their hands up and say, oh, I lost all of those gains. Yeah, you'll and I was, bounce back. Yeah, you'll bounce back and you'll bounce back faster than what it took you, like Sal said, faster than what it took you to get there in the first place. And that's compounding. It just gets that way. Mm -hmm. um, I, we, I was just talking to a friend about this the other day is that, you know, it's, it's neat. Like now that I've gotten into this whole competing thing and I've got myself to this new level of fitness, now what I would consider my out of shape level is extremely better shape than what I was when I was out of shape two years ago. Mm -hmm. So it just continues to get better. A lot of it is just consistently putting the time in. And so if you, if you do fall off the muscle memory thing, although that there, you know, we don't know the exact exact science to exactly why it works, but there, there, it, the phenomenon it is does. real. It, it does, does work. It is work. It is real. It will happen. So, you know, don't get discouraged just because mm -hmm. uh, you fell off a bit. Get back on the horse. And I, and I promise mm -hmm. you'll, you'll be back there in no time. Good. Yeah. Good. So, uh, Doug, well, how are we doing on time? Because I got some more questions here I oh, might want to answer. Have time, about 15 oh, beautiful. Okay. So I got another one. This is a good one. This is really good. This was this one's asked by, I can't even pronounce this, Ephraim Rabbit 5 Ephraim Rabbit 5 is asking, is overworking a real thing? Oh, good At question, what too. point am I doing too much? And he's basically saying he doubt he's reached this point, but uh, why are bodybuilders able to lift so often? And he's saying, is it because of steroids? Is it because of steroids? So we don't, uh, without touching that yet, let's talk about the first part. Is overworking overworking a real is thing? Is overtraining, overtraining a real thing? Is absolutely. Well, let's de let, let's define overtraining. Yeah. yeah. Because there is a there is a true definition of overtraining, and it's not what you think it is. I think a lot of people think overtraining means you're burning yourself out. Right. But that's not... You the, hit a point of diminishing return. That's not the true definition. The true definition of overtraining is doing more than is necessary to elicit change in your body to get the, to the goal that you want. Mm -hmm. Anything over that is overtraining. You've done more than you need to. Well, if that's the case, then we could attack almost everybody <laughs> out there who's yeah. a... Yeah. yeah. Now, now, go ahead. This, the, I mean, this is, I mean, this is right in my wheelhouse because this is what I preach to all day long: is that you know, is doing as little as possible to get the maximum amount of results. You know, I think so many people get caught up in the, you know, who's pressing what, who's doing this, who's faster at this, and you know, push, push, beast mode. This, everything you see is all about going hard as you possibly can. Like I pride myself on going in and doing as little as I can to see. Now, mind you, of course. Uh, I say that, right? And I think everybody thinks, like, oh, he probably trains like a pussy. Like, no, come work out with me. I said, I train yeah. pretty hard. I, but I've been training consistently for, you know, several year, years now without much of a break. So I've worked up to that level in order for me to continue to see my body progressing. Mm -hmm. Had I started 
at training this way because I could have. I could have beat the hell out of myself and, and pushed myself to this level right now um, to get there. It's like, uh, so I just, you guys know, I just came off of being really sick. So I was only out for, I don't know, two weeks. Two weeks I was out. I've been uh, off the diet for about three weeks. And when I say off the diet, it's not like I'm eating terrible all the time, but I'm allowing things in my diet that I normally wouldn't. So uh, when I got back, I mean, my body was pretty reset. So first day back, I'm back to balancing my meals all out. Everything's clean. I'm, I'm counting my macronutrients that I'm intaking. And my weight routine was extremely simple in comparison as far as the intensity and the volume that I hit. It was, yeah. I, I scaled it back at least like where I was maybe, I don't know, six months to a year ago, maybe before that. And I was sore everywhere and I didn't need. And you bounced back pretty quick. Oh, yeah. And, 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 I, and I've already so, seen in so the last two weeks already myself start to get back to where I was. So you're touching on something interesting here. I want to ask Justin this because Justin's okay. got a lot of experience working with uh, athletes. And, uh-huh. um, can your threshold for work, is that, a, is that something set or is that moved? Does that change as you, as you become more fit? Right. So this is something that <clears throat> I like to address it more on a very gradual incline. So like Adam was saying to some degree, like we like establishing the actual uh, fundamental patterns of movement and, and strength um, on, on a very gradual scale. So I want to make sure that my trajectory is it's all going uh, on this steady, gradual line. So I'm not hitting all these huge peaks and valleys along the way. So as far as like overtraining, there, there's a point where, you're you're gonna take you're gonna take your athlete to a point where you need to to see like you need to test out and you need to max mm-hmm. right and that's something that you know it's it's a part of training especially athletes because athletes it's all based off of performance and so you need measures mm-hmm. along the way um, but that's I, I attribute that more towards uh, that's a specific day where I, I I've planned out. Um, this is the day that we're going on a high intensity level. Mm-hmm. And so like it, it's more of an intermittent fluctuation of intensity. So I, I, I take them, I gradually take them up to a peak. We test it out. Back down a little bit. Back down a little bit. We right. gradually make our way up into the next level. Right. It's like a step. It's, it's almost a, like a it, step. It's like a step very step. gradual. So yeah. So that, that, that sort of step in the middle is where we, we're testing. Well, you know, one thing I've noticed even with myself is, well, and I've noticed with all my clients, um, is when people, well, first off, let's back up a little bit. When people think about overtraining, they think about people working out too long or too often. Mm-hmm. But I have found that intensity, it's easier to overtrain with intensity than it is with frequency and volume. Yeah, absolutely. Because I can take a complete beginner client. I can take seven-year-old Mrs. Jones, who's never worked out before, and I can train her every single day mm-hmm. with the right intensity and she'll be okay. Or I could hammer the shit out of her legs for one hour and I'll send her to the hospital. Oh yeah. So in, so so for all of you guys who think that that overtraining comes from working out too much or too long or too can it happen from there? Yes, but it's more likely to happen to the average gym rat from working from out a higher intensity. From working out too hard. That's yes. such a great point exactly. right there. And this uh, and I'm gonna piggyback off that a bit because it brings up another point that we talk I uh, have said this before, so I'll, I'll pick a body part that I'm focusing on, chest, shoulders, whatever it is that I'm trying to develop, and I'm I'm going to train the shit out of it. It's going to get trained at least three times in a week, and someone else might think, God, that's overtraining, right? Aren't you overtraining? But it's the intensity level that I'm manipulating during those three times that is extremely important. Right, because one workout might be hard, but exactly. the other two might be light. One of them is always going to be a, a really heavy power day that I'm going to do. 
to really, really hit hit right, get recruit. The body needs to be tested. Yeah. So I'm gonna have one day like that, and then the other day is gonna be more hypertrophy and endurance. And it's really gonna go off of how I feel. If I if I feel still sore from my power day, it's gonna be very, very, very light and minimal. I'm just gonna get in there and I'm gonna move weights. And we've you've talked about this Sal before, but there's a there's a difference between uh, recovery and adaptation and some of that. What's going on with the body? Like, you know, just because you're you're still sore doesn't mean you don't necessarily move it again. But then at the same time, too, just because you train super hard all the time doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get more gains from that either. No, so I mean, your body's going to start well, prioritizing recovery. Yeah, true adaptation doesn't even happen until you're you're x amount of hours in under the iron or x amount of hours in under that same movement pattern. So it really takes a long period of time before your, your body fully gets to that level where you apply that strength and that's something that it's going to have a muscle memory towards. Well, what's what, what's crazy is this exact, this one concept that we're talking about, this one thing that we understand very well because we've been doing this for so long and trained so many people. And by the way, if you're a trainer and you train lots of people, you will learn more about exercise and yourself training a lot of people than you ever will working out yourself because you then you see trends and you see what works mm -hmm. and and you you know you train thousands of people and you can and, and this is how we figured this out this was actually one of the core concepts of my my maps anabolic program was understanding the, the difference between frequency and intensity and how important frequency is if you manipulate intensity properly mm -hmm. and how you can you can get more work in without hitting that that point where your body stops adapting and just wants to recover so I think with with overtraining is when overtraining is concerned. Aside from what I said earlier, where you know you, you do anything over what you need to adapt, your body has the ability to inc to increase its ability to handle this workload. So if you work out your muscle groups, you know you train your whole body. Let's say twice a week, you do that. Look, look, our producer Doug, he was my client uh, before. We, we now we work out together sometimes. When we first started working out, I trained him twice a week, two days a week. He lifted a whole body and he got great results. Now, Doug works out his whole body three days a week. His, his ability to handle more load and more frequency has increased. So your ability to handle work changes uh, as you continue exercising. But overdoing intensity is much easier than you think. Mm -hmm. It really well, is. And on, once again, to piggyback it's off more what you're damaging saying, now, to your joints you're also too. setting yourself up for a, a huge hill to climb later on. So if you come out the gates... And yeah, where do you go from there? Let's say, for example, let's take a, a, a modality like, um, how about CrossFit? So they do, they have this <laughs> intense way of training when they start, which is great and all, right? Quick results from it because your, your intensity level is insane. But to continue seeing change in your in your physique from that, you know, months and years down the road from that, you, you know, you that's the last thing that you really want to utilize is that intensity. Like that, you want to, there's so many things you can manipulate with sets and reps and volume. And then before you're going balls to the wall, max volume, everything, because mm -hmm. you're, you're at that point, you're out of time, you're out of energy. Cut out rest, yeah. cut, you know, yeah. increase intensity. Yeah, there's so many. There's so increased load of weight. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. And and just to you know, last I guess Crazy. before we move to the next next subject or next question, I hate this term right here. There's no such thing as overtraining. There's only under eating. Have you guys ever heard that before? No. Oh, it drives me fucking what? crazy. No. Yes, I've heard bodybuilders say that. Like, no, I've never you're not under, you're not overtraining. You're just so under eating. So saying based off of like the energy you're consuming, well, you should basic, be able to basically the, train harder and just spend x amount. Yeah. Why in don't the, you get fat and train in, harder? In their defense, before we move on, because of course I always come to the rescue of our bodybuilder buddies. Oh no, no. I'm here to save the day for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> in, in their defense, the I think uh, even though they over, call you mankinis, yeah, yeah, right. The, the the idea of overtraining it is, I mean. 
if when Sal put it the way he did, it was very important that he said that. So I don't want, I want everyone to get confused here because, like I said, I you could train chest four days a week if you want to build your chest and you want to see change in it. You could do that. You could train it four days a week, but it's very key to how you train it in order to do that. And that's goes back to what Sal was saying about um, you know your intensity levels because that's there's a difference between that and you're not going to over. It's really, really hard to technically overtrain the body to where it's going to have an adverse effect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to have an adverse effect. You're just setting yourself up for more challenges, and there's no need to go to that point. And therefore, you can consider, you know, 90% of the people in the gym probably overtraining because they're doing more than they need to to elicit change. Spinning their wheels. Exactly. That's what I say. Spinning their wheels. All right. So one another question here. Actually, it's by the, it's from the same guy. This is kind of a cool question. Uh, what okay so what's the effect of alcohol and drugs on the body and what can we do to minimize any effects in trying to stay fit so i think alcohol is the devil talking about yeah i think he's i think what he's asking what is kind of drugs if you're gonna <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna party how, how can i keep yeah, getting like, fit while i party is he asking for suggestions <laughs> yeah, i don't know are we, gonna, are we gonna review drugs on this show yeah i uh this show's gonna get really fun uh, sure. <laughs> so well, this week on mind pump yeah. we're reviewing acid don't ever do deadlifts on heroin okay? <laughs> we, we just took two hits of acid at the beginning of the show let's see how it develops so um okay well, let's talk about alcohol since that's the most common yeah. that's the most common substance Alcohol uh, will make you feel like shit. Will definitely reduce al- uh, athletic performance. I right. will say this about uh, my It's an inflammatory agent. It's inflammatory, sure. it, but I will say this about uh, uh, you know enjoying yourself. Um, you know, having some drinks with some friends and stuff like that. When you look at overall wellness, overall emotional health, uh, health in between you and family and friends, whatever. Every once in a while, you need to go out and enjoy yourself. That doesn't mean you go out and drink until you puke and you know you're sick. But if you're going to enjoy yourself with some friends and have a few drinks, um, and it's it's going to take a little bit away from your physical, you know, goals. But however, you got to bond with your friends and you have a good time every once in a while. You know, what I, I think love? it's worth it. Yeah, you know what I love is the resveratrol. Uh, oh, and wine. Yeah, where they like to, you know. Like, oh, yeah, well, it has resveratrol, so it's fat burner. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> listen, listen here. I'm going to tell you. Like, Shut up. Al- alcohol is the devil. Okay, yeah. alcohol is the devil. Stop but, skirting around the issue. You're it, drinking. It, admit it. Yeah. Listen, like you know, you as long as you understand these things as yeah, being, we, we're not hating on you. Just no, be no, real. No. Yeah. Just just yeah. understand these things. Okay, there, there's things in life that interrupt your progress. Right. That's one of those things. Absolutely. You know, that's all you have to say. Yeah. Stop trying to like make some. You know, wrap something around it to make it to justify. I it. think that's why I, I'm so stern about it when I talk about it. Like Sal's all like soft. Well, you know, you're yeah. balancing your life. Well, that 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 is life, and life is sure. life is a variable, right? Yeah. There's a million of them, bro. I, but you, you forget, I'm Italian, bro. Like yeah. wine, we we drink wine. I right? hear you. Well, I drink I, whiskey. I, you, I'm not going to sit here and say <laughs> that uh, me drinking whiskey is going to help me get in better shape. Yeah. Or, or it's that's good for and that, and so and, and and to talk about what Sal is saying that, to me, it's about priorities. Where's your priorities at? And sometimes your priorities is family and enjoying yourself right yeah for sure and, and sitting back and doing that and, and i 100 percent respect that um then some people are neurotic like myself who my mm-hmm. priority right now is to get myself in the best condition and hit the olympia stage at one point so anytime i and it's not like i don't drink i had a drink on this show a while back and it was my first one in a long time and um I, and he got and, awesome yeah got, got terrible <laughs> Real fast me this is me apologizing again for the those episodes so, uh, you know, it's not like I, I don't ever do it, but I, I most certainly when I do it, I know that 
I, this is getting in the way of what my my priority at the time. I just happened to be letting myself. Oh, I have go. a shitty workout the day after I. Drink. Oh, it's it has Every so time. Let, if you want to get into this the science and all the adverse effects, let's be honest. It's one of the few things uh, found out there that we can that we can consume that has like no benefits yeah. to it. I mean, no there's like, nutrients. Yeah, there's no. I mean, you could go have a cheeseburger from In and Out and at least get something. Well, that, that's valuable. People are gonna. I'm look. I'm gonna play devil's advocate. People are gonna argue that they show studies that a, a small consumption of things like wine reduces things like heart disease and whatnot. True. The, the studies do You're show. Just talking that. about wine, though, bro. Well, you no, could, I could get you a study on cocaine and tell you about the positive. Well, it, well, it, it, it makes you move more. Well, yeah, <laughs> it, it help you burn fat. I mean, you could, you could take a study. No, 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 but let, but so, let me let me finish. The studies will say you need to consume like a six ounces or something like that. Nobody drinks fucking six ounces of wine when yeah. they drink. Nobody's taking a shot glass of wine, going, "Here's my supplement," and it doesn't it doesn't work that way. And can a and can you get the benefits that you're going to get from the wine from anywhere else from, something from some else. blueberries and what other risks are you going to get because any alcohol increases cancer risk any alcohol increases glucose uh, risk any alcohol it decreases other and aspects why is of that? health right it's not good for you yeah, the blood sugar affects yeah it affects about, your immune system yeah, too well and yeah and let's talk about what the alcohol does so okay uh, understanding the glycemic index I think is one of the, the most important things that somebody could learn on their on their journey of, of learning to make better you guys food. talk about this on your nutrition guide yeah, yeah. quite a bit yes quite we get, a bit we get it. I'm, I'm huge on the glycemic index as far as uh, teaching this to people um, and understanding foods most people and there are, are some bit of controversy with it and I know and I understand is. that but at the same time like it just makes it makes a lot of uh, good common sense in as far as my opinion goes. Oh yeah, and and I'll, and I'll break the stuff that's non-controversial down. So I know what you're talking about, but yeah. the, the stuff that's non-controversial and is a fact is so basically the way the glycemic index works is and how it, it works from a scale of zero to one hundred. Um, there's nothing that's zero. There's nothing that's a hundred. But uh, the the highest is ninety nine, which is alcohol and sugar alcohols. Not and what the number stands for is the higher the number the faster the food or liquid is digested and converted into sugar. So you and get a, you get an insulin spike, you get this this pancreatic reaction so when, instant. And the the faster something is converted over into sugar, okay? The the higher your blood sugar is going to spike, the mm-hmm. higher your blood sugar spikes, mm-hmm. then your body then releases insulin from the pancreas, which now puts us in a in a state where our body cannot burn fat right. until it levels it back out. Right. right. You so that sugar in your body. Exactly. So that's why I say when it comes to fat loss or trying to get in shape, alcohol is a devil because it, it totally contradicts what you're trying to right. do. Well, yeah. look, th- that all being said, I will defend to the I will defend to the teeth. Anybody's, uh, I believe everybody should have the right to put whatever they want. I believe wholeheartedly to put whatever they want into hey, their body, get, I mean, so long as they get, hurt nobody else. And yeah. listen, if you're oh, if 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 a glass of wine every night relaxes you and you're and you have an extres, extremely stressful life and that one and you're having one glass you're not like getting drunk right um and that makes you calm down and relax and wind down and feel better then then oh man you know what go for it we're just not going to lie to you and say that it's it's good for your it, your fitness it. goals right? yeah, it's not it good just, for your fitness it goes, goals. it goes to your back to your priorities yeah, and, and it's, a priority. I, I, it's, it's either know. health or you know it, it, it's progress and you as far and you as, like, keep using the aesthetic. soft the soft gloves over here and I keep coming the other way around <laughs> because I'm like I don't know how many clients of mine are like telling me and they and they they all want me to give them this answer of 
you know, how do I do both? You know, how do I, how do I still right. keep my drinking up? And then, and at the same time too, get in this great shape. And yeah, it's like, why am I not, you know, getting awesome booty yes. and abs? Exactly. And all this it's like, go with cut it. that. Sh- it's not, that's not that important to you. That's how yeah, I look yeah, at it. Like yeah. exactly. if you can't give something up like that in order to achieve something that's really, really important to you, well then it's just, didn't just admit it. Fuck it. Ain't that important yeah, to you. It's not that big of a deal. You well, like the drinking, staple of like a lot of these magazines, it's, I mean, it's really restrictive mm-hmm. to get to that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, you just have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Is and that I, is that really the the pathway that you want to pursue? Yeah. And, and and like I said, that being said, I think there are benefits to psychoactive substances. Alcohol is one of them. I think there's a benefit. You know, you 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 sit down with your significant other, you drink a little bit of wine, you loosen up, you have great conversation, great sex, whatever. I think there's benefits to other psychoactive substances. Look, I've talked about, I've told my friends and family this that I would love, and this is going on a whole another level, but I would love to go down to like South America and do one of those like ayahuasca. <laughs> you know, where you go with the shaman and you drink crazy. the freaking crazy tea. And right. Because, because, and I, do I think that's going to be good for my fitness? No, but I think I'll probably, you know, I, I would, I'm looking forward the, to the mind, the mind expanding. altering, uh, expansive yeah. experience. Yeah. And change my consciousness and alter my, but it's not something I would do every, on a daily basis. But yeah. I guess, uh, I guess that long, the long, the short answer to the long winded one that we just gave is um, any amount of alcohol is not going to contribute any positive effects to your fitness or health performance or even uh, if you weigh all risk factors out health. Right. And we're all adults here. I mean, like you're going to do what you're going to do and, and just, just don't expect from us to justify that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Expect us to give you the raw, you know, real deal. And then you, you sort of make your decisions mm-hmm. accordingly. You're an adult. We're adults. You know, there's no, we're, we're not trying to be restrictive in, you know, what, yeah. what you'd like to and, do. And we're from California, man. This is wine country. Yeah. This is wine country. Although I will say this, I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I don't think I'll get in trouble for this because we, we've, we've talked about this together, but uh, there are a lot of people that forego alcohol to relax at night and use a, a, a zero calorie substitute. Oh yeah. Marijuana. Absolutely. And that, and being in California, there's a shitload of that around as well. And uh, the, in you Colorado, know, no, I hear. Yeah. Colorado's <laughs> legalized also. Yeah. And so now yeah. you're not getting all the sugar and the, the whatever, and you can chill at night and have a little pot. So I'm, I'm not saying it's better than the other, or maybe yeah. I am, but I am. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's, but it's, uh, but yeah, it, I think if you just want to relax, I don't know. I mean, if you're not breaking any laws, maybe you try that, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I'm not advocating anything. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. FCC. Okay, yes. Are we even no. regulated by anybody? I don't know. We, not, better, we, better, we better cut it right there. Do we have any more questions or we get them all? I think we've got all the questions. Doug, so, how we do on time, Doug? I, I, I think it's time to wrap it. I tell right. you, I tell you what, I, I, I'm really glad that we got the response we did, and I, I hope we get a chance to uh, ask to more answer. questions. Yeah, answer. and you know what? Ask us any questions. Yeah, and we we love any, to address them. Anything here, so. it doesn't even have to be with fitness. Yeah, it can yeah. be anything. That's right, because Sal's like a fucking Snapple bottle, fucking <laughs> full of random stupid facts. We, yeah, you, you, you just shake the eight ball, and then he comes yeah, up. Yeah, we haven't even come close. To I know a little bit about everything, and I know a lot about nothing. I know nothing about everything. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.